today's sermon is B, we're going to build on a solid rock, according to Matthew 7. We're going to learn to integrate the gospel, no do and have, and grasp the eternal purpose found in Ephesians 3.11. Let's read today's text scripture, Matthew 7.24 through 28. Jesus is speaking, the Sermon on the Mount. Anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the flood waters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teachings and doesn't obey, obey it is foolish, like a person who builds house, a house on the sand. When the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. And when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowd were amazed at his teachings. So today we want to explore the importance of understanding the big picture of our faith journey. And we're going to examine three aspects, knowing the gospel, living wisely, and experiencing the shalom, experiencing the fullness uh, that God desires for us. And we're going, to, we're going to be looking at some contrasting characters that I made up. So let's go to the first big idea. We, we, we have to know. We have to know in our hearts. The Bible says in Proverbs 9, 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. And this is a quote from Martin Luther. It says, here I must take counsel of the gospel. I must hearken the, to the gospel, which teacheth me not what I ought to do, so, for that is the proper office of the law, but what Jesus Christ, the Son of God, hath done for me, to wit that he suffered and died to deliver me from sin and death. The gospel willeth me to receive this and to believe it, and that this is the truth of the gospel. It is also the principal article of all Christian doctrine, wherein the knowledge of all good godliness consists. And then this is the part, most, necess most necessary is it, is it is, therefore, that we should know this article, the gospel, well, teach it to others and beat it into their heads continuously. That's why we're always trying to share with you the big picture. So let's meet Larry Know Nothing, right? Larry Know Nothing loves going to church. He loves saying certain certain scriptures and phrases out of context, right? Not knowing the historical or the whole story. And he doesn't desire to grow in revelation. He, faith remains his crutch, but never becomes his foundation. So we want all the members to know, articulate in the body, right? The book of Acts chapter four, verse 13. Good morning, Maria. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures, but they also recognized them as men who have been with Jesus. Brothers and sisters, in receiving Christ our Lord, we have to remember to receive Christ is to receive all that he is, the joy and the holiness, the freedom and the sacrifice to carry the glory and carry our cross. Jesus is both the justifier and the justice giver. To receive Christ is to receive Christ, is to receive all who are part of him, the body of Christ, black, brown, white, 
people from the global south, people from the global north, people from the west, the east. To receive Christ is to give them first place. First place in our life. He can't just be our savior. He has to be our Lord. And then we have to endeavor to, to, to know and learn and love the gospel that we were separated from God due to sin. And God sent his son to bridge the gap and offer forgiveness, freedom, and eternal life. Accepting the sacrifice brings restoration and a new relationship with the Lord. To continue to study the, the Apostles' Creed, right? To believe God the Father, the creator of all things. To believe in Jesus Christ, his, his Son, our Savior and Lord. To believe in the Holy Spirit, the giver of life and the guide for the believers. We should continue to learn God's eternal purpose of, according to the book of Ephesians chapter 3. That God's eternal purpose is that in the fullness of his son, Jesus Christ will be displayed and expressed visibly through vessels. That that would be a family, a house for the father, right? The church, a body, a bride for the son, and a temple, us, for the Holy Spirit. That we want to be a people that study God's word and, and continue to get clarity of the big picture of God's word. That the message of the Bible is twofold. To show how people can be saved from the sins through faith in Christ's atonement. And how to live all of life as a follower of Christ. So we met Larry Know Nothing. Now let's meet Wise Wendy. Wendy, Wendy endeavors to understand the big picture of God's word and ways. This framework provides a perspective and a philosophy. She recognizes the gospel as her foundation and lives with purpose. She's committing to center Christ in all her thoughts, feelings, and actions. Everyone has a level of perception, but Wendy has perspective and power. Brothers and sisters in Summit Church, we're not called to be Larry Know-Nothings. We're called to be like Sister Wise Wendy. All right, so we, we, we did the learn. Now let's look at the do. James 1, 23. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and, and then forgets. 1 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5. When the queen of Sheba, this is Solomon's story. When the queen of Sheba realized how very wise Solomon was. When she saw the palace he had built, right? She saw the wisdom. She was overwhelmed. She was also amazed at the food at his table, the organization of his officials and their splendid clothing and the club, the cupbearers and the burnt offerings Solomon made. So the, the scripture in the other translation said she fainted. There was no more spirit in her when she saw the wisdom. See, as we apply God's word, people will be, Begin to sense the grace and see the wisdom in your life. The brothers and sisters, we don't want to be drama Damaris. Drama Damaris can sing all the Christian songs. She knows all the church gossip, gossip, uh, gossip and serves sometimes. But she's always sick, financially stressed. It goes from job to job because the, 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 there's no transformation. There's information, but there's no transformation. So brothers and sisters, I want to challenge you to walk the talk, right? To learn God's word and to live God's word, to live wisely, right? Living the great commandment, loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and body, and loving your neighbor as you love yourself. Living by the golden rule, treating others 
as you would like to be treated, demonstrating empathy, kindness, and fairness, and goodness, reflecting the selfless love of God. And so this living by the great commandment, following the golden rule, and living under the empowerment of the great companion, the Holy Ghost, inviting the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit to our lives. He empowers, he guides, and he comforts us, enables us to live a life of faith, obedience, and spiritual fruit, fruitfulness. And we want to challenge you to, in your application, to apply supernatural stewardship. To ask God to give you a plan for your health. Many of you guys already know what to do. I'm not going to even tell you. Your doctor told you, you already know you should be walking, moving, drinking water, eating better, not eating after a certain time, all that. And then we need a supernatural, we need, we, we need the Holy Spirit. It's easy to make a decision. It's difficult to manage a decision. We need the Holy Spirit to guide us in our health, our wealth, and our, in Greek is called the metron, our sphere of authority, our influence that God has given us. So let's meet Stuart, the steward. He tithes, he saves, he works hard, spends wisely and invests. He's allowed God to renew his mind and heal his heart. He walks 10,000 steps while listening to Bible studies and personal professional developments. He's always growing, polishing his personality, enhancing his strengths, and using his spiritual gifts. He's content but not complacent and lives a full life. See, in Summit Church, we want you to be like wise Wendy. We want you to be like Stuart the Stuart. Then the half part, right? So we, we, we didn't know, we were to do and have. We want you to experience the fullness of God's peace. Isaiah 26, 3, you will keep in perfect peace all who trusted, trust in you and whose thoughts are fixed on you. The word peace in Hebrew is shalom, which speaks of wholeness, nothing missing and nothing broken. The word shalom encompasses health, security, good conditions, success, comfort, safety, happiness, wellness, wholeness, and a sound mind. Let's meet fried Fred, right? He don't have no shalom. He loves church and God, but doesn't love God's people. Does not live in reality. Since he found his faith, all his relationships have been fractured. He has constant main character energy without a heart of service or kindness. Oh, we don't want to be like fried Fred. Amen. He's so, he's so much on fire for God, he got fried. So brothers and sisters, we want to challenge you as you walk in the peace of God to cultivate, cultivate a healthy self-awareness while nurturing your relationship with the Lord. As you walk with God and you have this peace and this maturity and this understanding and this revelation and this impartation, I believe that not only will be the healing of the family, there'll be reconcil reconciliation with your family. As you pursue God's shalom, peace, and, 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 and you realize that relationships are essential that we fully grasp our identity in Christ as we experience healing and restoration. We must allow God to continue to renew our mind and give us a new heart and heal our bodies. Praise the Lord. We should be passionate about possessing God's presence, power, and promises. We should endeavor to serve and to, to, to be like, we should pray like the tax collector Jesus mentions in Luke 18. The Pharisee, right, stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like these other people, these robbers and evildoers and adulterers, even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I got. 
but the tax collector stood at a distance. He could not even look up to heaven. He beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Brothers and sisters, we should be humble. We should seek God with humility and hunger and holiness. We should look to help people like the Good Samaritan found in Luke chapter 10. Sacrificially give like the widow's offering in Mark 12 when she gave just a few mites, a few pennies, but it's, it's all she had. Serve like Martha, listen like Mary, and share our faith like the Samaritan woman at the well, according to Luke 10 and John 4. This shalom, this peace that we possess shall produce fruit. An evidence of grace and peace can be seen in our beliefs, our behaviors, our boundaries, and our blessings. To know at times we'll be devastated, devastated but not destroyed. That we'll be, we will, there'll be times when we feel lonely, but we know we're not alone. There'll be times when we feel defeated, but we're not dismayed, broken, but not shattered, struggling, but not surrendering, weary, but not without hope, knocked down, but not knocked out, imperfect, but not without purpose, faltering, but not failing, lost, but not, with, but not without direction, and stretched, but not snapped. This presence, these principles, this, this, this word, this hunger should produce evidence that can be seen by people around us. I like this thing, right? This, this person took some wood planks and, and wrote the word help. But then he also took the, another person in that same situation, took the wood, wood planks and, and, and made like a little surfboard, a little boat. And that when we have a victorious mindset, we may not have resources, but the Holy Spirit will make us resourceful. Can I hear an amen? Amen. <laughs> so let's meet Healed Heather. Heather's remarkable journey of healing and wholeness has transformed her life, filling it with meaningful relationships, adventurous moments of faith, and favor with both God and people. No longer discontent or disillusion, her presence radiates God's love restoring relationships and inspiring others. With a heart filled with joy, she embraces a future of shared living and abundant blessing. Jesus Christ is the main character in her life. So the two long didn't read, couldn't listen, is understanding the big picture in our faith journey is crucial. We need to know the gospel, live wisely, and experience the fullness of God's purpose transforming ourselves and becoming agents of healing and reconciliation. So now I challenge each of you to take hold of the truths I've shared today, to dive deep into the gospel, study God's word with hunger and passion, seeking a revelation that surpasses mere knowledge, to live wisely, not just as a hearer of the word, but as a doer, loving sacrificially and treating others with kindness, compassion, and grace. Embracing supernatural stewardship, recognizing that area, every area of our lives is an opportunity to honor God. To step out of faith, trusting in the Lord's provision and vision and guidance, and watching as he brings abundance and favor. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we humbly come before you, seeking a deeper understanding of your word, your eternal purpose in our lives. Empower us to live wisely, guided by your spirit, and embracing supernatural stewardship. May your presence go before us, opening doors of opportunity and ushering, divine, ushering in divine favor. Grant us the strength and courage 
to be agents of transformation, bringing your love, healing, and reconciliation to those around us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord.